This recruiting weekend coming up, by far going to be the busiest of the cycle so far, and possibly the biggest Cruton weekend for the University of Miami, literally in years. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to the U. Emery Williams, Miami's got themselves a quarterback locked in for the class of 2023. On this episode, we'll talk about why Emery Williams, yeah, he's the first quarterback commit for this upcoming cycle. Might not be the last, my friends. So let's get excited. Let's get excited about Miami landing a very good 2023 quarterback out of Milton High School in the Pensacola area. So let's talk about Emery Williams. He's a three star. But this is a player, you talk to me, you talk to anyone who has watched this young man, scouted this young man, he is ascending. He's going to be high-end three-star, if not four-star, by the time he's done playing his senior season in high school. That's kind of one of the reasons why he's a little bit of a late riser or a late bloomer, whatever you want to call it is. He was discovered a little bit late. In fact, one of the good friends of our show, very good friend of mine, Larry Bluestein was really one of the first recruiting analysts who started pumping up and scouting this young man and saw that talent before a lot of others did. And guys, I have been told numerous times by our boy Blue that Miami's quarterbacks coach Frank Ponce was another one who discovered and evaluated Emory Williams really, really early and started to get high on this kid before others figured it out. So he officially committed to Miami on Monday night. You know, five days before Legends Camp, which is going to be a freaking legendary recruiting weekend coming up. Uh, he was starting to get looks from bigger schools out there. Florida State, for example, started to sniff around after Miami got hot on him. Because remember, Frank Ponce really liked him. Uh, I've been told that Mario Cristobal really, really, really likes him. You would imagine they gave this guy an offer and the green light to commit. So Emory Williams, he's six foot four and a half. Uh, he's listed around 190 pounds, so again, I don't know how accurate or up-to-date the weight listing is, but I'm sure he's going to be growing into that frame of his, six four and a half, very good height, as we know, to play the quarterback position. I've had a chance to watch videos of some of his workouts. There's a lot to like there. He's got a really strong arm, very good footwork. That was one of the things that stood out to me at em about Emory Williams. I think he's going to be really good in the pocket, evading pressure, and looks like he can make all the throws to me. As a junior, last season in high school, completed 63% of his passes, nine games played. Uh, they played a 10-game season. He missed one due to injury. 63% of his passes completed through for 2,168 yards. I like the interception to touchdown ratio, 16 touchdowns, just three INTs. And again, I've been told that not only does Mario Cristobal really like Emory Williams, Alonso Highsmith 
also really likes Emory Williams. Remember, he worked out in front of the Miami powers that be a couple of weekends ago. Uh, that was not the weekend that just passed, but the weekend before that, he was on campus, worked out with Frank Ponce, was coaching him, you know, worked out in front of Mario, Josh Gaddis, a lot of the others on the staff. And Frank Ponce was really impressed. Everyone was really impressed. So for the last several days coming out of that workout that he had down here, um, I had been, you know, expecting him to verbally commit kind of any minute now after that visit. Uh, I, I was starting to wonder, I'll admit, the last couple of days, I was starting to wonder what's the holdup? Like, why hasn't he been given the green light to commit? Because I knew he wanted to. <laughs> and so one of the knee-jerk reactions that Canes fans are having, I, I don't know if you call this a conspiracy theory or just negativity, but one of the knee-jerk reactions I see the Canes family making is, now that Emory Williams has committed, and again, what people see about Emory Williams is he's a three-star, which means he's not as good as a four-star or a five-star. And Miami's also looking at four and five stars because Jaden Rashada, oh, we'll talk about him in a moment. Um, Dante Moore, Miami's looking at them. I don't want to settle for a three-star when we've got fours and fives at quarterback still on our radar and people are hoping Miami didn't just jump the gun and take the lesser of three quarterbacks and now eliminate any possibility of getting one of the guys that's more highly ranked in the cycle, right? Now people are assuming that now that Emory Williams has committed, Miami's got no shot at Jaden Rashada and they've got no shot at Dante Moore. And folks, part of this is my opinion. Other parts of this is an educated opinion from talking to some people. I don't think this affects those other guys much at all, okay? Jaden Rashada and Dante Moore, they are both such blue chippers. They're going to go where they want. It's possible that one of them still commits to Miami and then it becomes Emory Williams. He's going to have the decision to make, not Rashada or Moore. Then maybe Emory Williams decides, I don't really want to share the quarterback room with Jaden Rashada or Dante Moore. Uh, and also, it's been told uh, not just to me, but told to a number of people that, you know, Rashada and Moore understand this about Miami, that they, they want to take two quarterbacks in the class of 2023. Don't be surprised by that, right? I know we often say you need to have at least one quarterback in every recruiting class. Miami actually apparently is looking for two in this record in this recruiting class. So I think that they understand that. So if you're approaching this as a Miami Hurricanes fan, don't look at this and say, darn it, we've got a pretty good quarterback, but this takes away any opportunity of getting an even better quarterback. Don't look at it that way. Say, you know what? Let's be thankful that our plan B is already here and now plan A could still arrive and either way we're covered, right? Because the last thing you want, here's the last thing you wanted was Emery Williams to be scared away from committing here because he thought, well, they may be getting Rashada or Dante Moore and then Emery Williams commits somewhere else and then you don't get Rashada or Dante Moore. That would be way worse. That would be, so we're made in the shade right now, Canes fam. <laughs> We're sitting pretty I, – I got my feet kicked up on the autumn, and I'm good, man. Don't worry about this. So, uh, again, it's been told to me very explicitly. 
And I hope the people who told me this are right, because obviously I can't see into the future. And in no way, in no way am I guaranteeing Jaden Rashada or Dante Moore coming to Miami. In no way am I guaranteeing that. But it is my understanding that Emory Williams committing is not going to send a message to either one of them that, hey, by the way, we've got our quarterback. You're not welcome here. Look somewhere else. No. Either of them could still commit to Miami. This is not going to affect their decision either way. So, okay, let's start talking about Legends Camp. Because I mentioned at the top of this episode, this is going to be, this coming weekend, it's like recruiting Palooza. This is going to be the end-all, be-all recruiting weekend for this cycle. And this is going to be one of the biggest, just in terms of the caliber of players that are going to be on campus visiting official visits. This is going to be the biggest weekend probably that we've had in years, okay? And I got to send kudos. So much of this information was first reported by friend of the show from Inside the U 24-7 Sports, Gabby Yerudia. He deserves praise. He deserves credit because a lot of these you know, recruiting websites are taking his reports and not crediting him. Gabby Yerudia is a freaking stud. He has been all over this stuff, okay? As reported by Gabby Arudia, and it's been confirmed around the country since then, Jaden Rashad will be in Miami for an official visit this weekend. If he does end up committing at the U, this is going to be like a movie script. Billy Corbin is going to have his material for the U part three if Rashada does end up committing to Miami. Because think about the way that this is playing out for Rashada. So last weekend, uh, the Florida Gators thought they were getting Jaden Rashada's final official visit because that happened right before he was originally scheduled uh, two days ago on Sunday. He was originally scheduled to announce his verbal commit. So Florida thought they were getting that coveted final official visit because you always you want to be first or last. With official visits, you want to have the first OV or you want to have the last OV. It's usually not that great to be somewhere in the middle. And Florida thought that they were getting that, okay? Now it appears that Miami is getting his final official visit because he doesn't have any left he can schedule after this. And now he is going to be announcing his uh, decision Monday. So six days from today, a couple days after Legends Camp. So all of a sudden, Miami is now in that coveted final official visit. Now for those wondering because I've thrown out the name Jaden Rashada a handful of times already. Uh, depending on where you look, four-star quarterback. Some publications have him as a five-star. He's from Pittsburgh, California. Not old Pittsburgh, PA, Pittsburgh, CA. And, yeah, he's among the very best when it comes to quarterbacks in the class of 2023. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the other just guys, I look through the list of the official visits for this weekend. I'm like, they're all going to be here at the same time. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. Let's talk about betonline.net. That's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Finals, Major League Baseball season, by the way. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. And guys, I noticed something really interesting. 
I was on BetUS, uh, BetOnline.net yesterday. Excuse me. I was on BetOnline.net, and you know we we've already talked about the number for Miami this coming season over under eight and a half wins. I'm smashing the over. I didn't realize last year's over under heading into the 2021 season was nine and a half. Whoa. So Miami ended up winning seven games last year. Manny Diaz's final season. So Miami was way overrated heading into 2021, probably because De'Ari King, they thought, oh, if he's healthy, he's a world beater. They didn't realize how badly Diaz would screw up Miami's defense, I guess. Uh, so they underachieved last year. So you're telling me 2021, nine and a half wins, 2022, eight and a half wins. I am smashing the over this year. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel to get notified when they go live on draft night. So welcome back into Locked On Canes. Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. So, yeah, Jaden Rashada is visiting. Official visit to Miami. Um, let's see. According to Gabby Arudia, hey guys, again, this is unbutton. And I may leave out a few names here. There are so many big-time players that are visiting this weekend. Miami is also getting an official visit this weekend from five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor. You remember him? You should. We talked about him on a couple of different episodes. He's out of the Washington, D.C. area. This is an elite track star. He ran the 100 meter in 10.32 seconds. There's viral video of that if you want to look at it. First of all, he's twice as tall as anyone else who was running that 100 meter, and he was just big brothering the rest of that group, man. He's six foot five and was an athlete, but he projects obviously at his size, he projects to be more than likely a defensive end. Can you imagine getting this guy in a room with Jason Taylor? He's probably gonna meet him this weekend. Uh, he projects out to be either a defensive end or a tight end. I feel like defensive end is probably gonna be the better spot for him, but he's got world track, world class track speed. And, uh, and hopefully he ends up really sticking with football because I've even heard some buzz that he might be able to be an Olympic-type athlete if he puts his mind more to the track stuff. Um, Five-star offensive lineman Samson Okunala is expected to visit. Uh, we know this staff is obsessed with getting the top O-line commits. In fact, we just last week we just had uh, Peyton Kirkland and Francis Mauioga. Uh, Kirkland, a four-star tackle. Maoyoga, a five-star. They were both visiting this past weekend. Gosh, if we can start, you know, and again, I know I'm talking about all these players who visited. I understand they haven't committed, at least not yet, but the visits are still great. The quality of visits, if we can start stockpiling some offensive linemen of that caliber, Cristobal and Mirabal, they're going to be like kids in a candy store. It's just going to be incredible. Um, five-star, five-star cornerback. Cormani McLean out of Lakeland, who, by the way, is ranked number one corner in the country. He's going to be on campus. That's big. Also, four-star corner out of Texas, Jalen Braxton, is expected to come in. So, And here's some more, by the way. Those are just like the cream of the crop, some of the absolute tops. Um, another one who I'm a big fan of. You guys, 
I've started to notice that when it comes to like my my recruiting obsessions, I get really obsessed with some of these athlete types. Like we talked about Nicholas Harbor, some of these athlete types who start to transition later into football and they've got the freakish size and the freakish speed. They really fascinate me and they should fascinate you because when you actually have a competent coaching staff, which I believe Miami has now, when you have a competent coaching staff, they can actually develop some of these players, right? Like you talk about a guy who maybe didn't start playing football till his senior year, junior year of high school. When you had the Manny Diaz staff, those guys would come in eh, never really figured out how to use these guys properly. Like we actually have coaches who can develop and teach some of these players. Another exciting athlete coming in, Collins Achampo. Learn that name and learn how to spell it. It's more difficult to spell than it is to say. He's a six foot seven athlete, uh, lives in Southern California, originally from Ghana. He came to the USA uh, during his high school years. He moved over to the USA in order to play basketball because, duh, six foot seven. But I think he's just figured out he just started playing football. Because uh, he thought, I've got more potential there. So he just started playing football. He's already a four-star, Collins Achampo. Likely, again, to be defensive end at the next level. Crazy athleticism and crazy length, right? You get a seven-foot guy with the unreal wingspan. He's going to be, you know, wrapping up quarterbacks, getting those sacks, batting down passes at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Five-star safety, Jonel Aguero, is reportedly coming this weekend. So you think about all the talent that's going to be here. And, of course, we know we're going to have all the the great former players, all the, the quote-unquote legends, right, are going to be in town visiting, working with these guys. They're going to make a great impression. Because you think about, folks, you had a lot of great former players that would show up for the Manny Diaz camps. Now that you got Mario Cristobal here, who these guys, I'm sure, respect more than they respected Diaz. And a lot of these guys played with him and know – Mario Cristobal personally, I think the turnout at Legends Camp, not only from the official visitors, but from the former players, oh, it is going to be off the hook. And I'm so excited for this. And just some of the names and the caliber of players that we just talked about who are going to be here reportedly, you're basically going to have a high school football all-star team on your campus, all visiting in the same weekend. It's like the Avengers. Like you are assembling the best talent from around the country, around the world. You got a kid from Ghana coming in, right? You're assembling the best talent from all around the world. It is going to be like the Avengers of high school football on campus this weekend. And yeah, listen, guys, I know not all of these guys are going to actually commit because I know the type of comments we're going to get. Look at this clown. He's getting all worked up for official visits. What an idiot. That's what the Gators and the Seminoles fans who sometimes they sneak in and they watch the channel just so they can try to troll us. I know that that's what they're saying. This guy's getting excited for official visits. I get it. Spare the negativity, though, because getting this many blue chippers in the building all at once, this is the type of thing you get at the Alabamas, the Ohio States, and the Clemsons of the world, not usually Miami these days. This is huge. Now, we got to talk about another commitment to Miami. I feel bad for this young man. We're not giving him enough respect because normally this would be a lead story, but with everything else going on, I apologize. Reed McKeska, I didn't ma mean to make you back page news, my man. That was not fair to you. So let's talk about the newest tight end here at Tight End U. 
here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I'm your host, Alex Dono. So on Sunday night, Miami gets another tight end commitment, Reed McKeska. Welcome to the U, Reed McKeska. Can we start to give tight ends coach Stephen Field? Can we give him a round of applause? I'm going to do it. There's got to be some kind of like a trophy, like recruiter of the week that they can give to Coach Field. This is the second big-time tight end who's committed to Miami within the past week. First, it was Jackson Carver, six foot five. Now you get six foot six. Reed McCaska, three-star tight end out of Cypress, Texas. Um, if you look at some of not only the uh, the film but just just the pictures. <laughs> Because when he made his official visit two weekends ago, um, and he was like, he he was standing right next to Mario Cristobal. He's a lot bigger than Coach Cristobal, who's a big dude. This guy looks like he can play right away, Reed McKeska. Very well built. Uh, and he picks Miami over a ton of big time schools here. He also had offers from Alabama, Auburn, Florida, and Florida State. And of course, Clemson. He was a one-time commit to Clemson, decommitted. Thank you, Mr. Dabo Sweeney, for the assist here. Decommits from Clemson, ends up committing to Miami. So this guy was very sought after. Uh, I mentioned he visited two weekends ago, was really blown away by the presentation that Josh Gaddis uh, gave him about how he's going to use tight ends in Miami's offense. That was one of the first things that, Ms. Ke- that McKeska talked about. He said, you know, that the coaching staff really feels like a family here at Miami. Uh, a couple of other notes here. Miami, I'm told, despite having, within the last week, Jackson Carver, Reed McKeska, I'm told Miami still has a shot at a tight end who's an even bigger fish from a recruiting standpoint, Riley Williams, four-star from Central Catholic in Oregon. So you can imagine the Mario Cristobal connection that he's got. Um, and it's funny, uh, I saw a, a really interesting exchange on social media. Uh, you're going to laugh at this. You're going to chuckle at it at the very least. Your pal Brad Tejeda from Kane's Insight, you know, tweeted, uh, I think yesterday that, you know, that he didn't, you know, this was after, I guess, the Reed McKesson commit. He said he didn't really see Riley Williams also coming to Miami. And then, you know, who responded to his tweet? Riley Williams' father <laughs> responded to Brad Tejada's tweet with a shrug emoji, right? So, like, why not, right? So, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not guaranteeing he's coming, but it, it seems like Miami is still in the mix to potentially have three big-time tight ends in the class of 2023. So, yeah, guys, a lot of information today. Uh, I just want to I want to say one thing, kind of an addendum to yesterday's show. You know, on yesterday's show, we were talking about how, you know, Miami turned up on that Mike Farrell sports list on Twitter, MikeFarrellSports.com, about, you know, being a program that doesn't scare anyone, Miami. And, you know, we talked about how, hey, don't take any insult to that. What has Miami really done, like, in the past 18 years? A lot of folks responded, hey, Dono, don't sleep on Miami scaring people. Look at the way everyone's talking about John Ruiz and Miami's NIL. Look at the way everyone seems to be freaked out about the recruiting Miami is doing. Everybody's talking about the U. Miami is already starting to scare people again. So let me make my position on that abundantly clear. 
when I talk about Miami not scaring anyone, I'm specifically talking on the field, not off the field. Because, yeah, off the field, we're seeing some signs that Miami is gaining that sort of traction again where they're going to start freaking some people out. The off-the-field stuff is building, but we have to see it translate to the on-the-field success. And let me give my man TV Dimes a little bit of credit, because if Miami is going to have that big-time on-field success, he's got to be the spark plug. He's got to be the catalyst, and I believe Tyler Van Dyke is good enough for that. I think he's going to wind up being considered, when 2022 is all said and done, one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the entire country. He might even, I don't think he's going to win it, but he might even get that Heisman Trophy ceremony invite. I think TBD is going to be that good. Although I think to get the invite, he's going to have to beat at least one of Texas A&M or Clemson. So you got to go out there and get one of those games done. But yeah, we got to see Miami starting to scare people on the field. I think we've got the makings of it, an improving roster. The transfer portal has been fantastic. But until we start striking fear in the hearts of folks on the field, I'm only going to value the off-the-field stuff so much. All right, guys. Um, I am out of town this week. As you can see, I'm not in my usual spot. I'm in a hotel room in Central Florida. i uh, got a wedding to go to in the next couple of days. So I think I may not have another episode until Friday, uh, possibly Thursday. Definitely not Wednesday. Friday for sure, possibly Thursday as well. So you know we're really going to blow up the Legends Camp previews. Uh, before we head into the weekend, whether it's just one more episode or two more episodes, we're going to get heavily into it. So thank you so much for watching and listening today. Hey, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Thank you for making us your first we will talk to you again later this week on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.